And that, oh, that is a beautiful catch there from Baxter Holt. One-handed diving to his right. <laughs> well, it's time to start the show. Outstanding from Jake Weatherall. He comes back for two. The 18th Big Bash 100, but the first in a final. Born and bred Romanian, Pavel Florin, the bodyguard. You look at him there. Always too square a jaw for TV. As he's in, and the first ball is well flighted. the Centre Wicket Podcast on 91.3 Sport FM. Here's your host, Gray Lovery. Hello all and welcome back to the Centre Wicket Podcast on Sport FM 91.3 for our first episode of 2021. Hope you've all had a great Christmas and it starts with the new year. I'm Bray Loveridge and joined by Ethan Roth. Ethan, how are you? Who have we got on the phone today? Yeah, I'm going well and uh, on the phone today he's played one first class match in New South Wales, breaking the record for the most catches on debut by a New South Wales wicketkeeper. He's played six BBL games with four of them already coming in BBL 10 and was also part of the Australian under-19s team. It's Baxter Holt. Baxter, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it's much, much appreciated, especially when uh, you've just landed here in Perth and uh, ready for a game tomorrow. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Um, obviously, we spoke off air and there was a bit of mucking around. Nick Larkin was supposed to join us, um, but yeah, thankful that uh, Baxter can join us now. Yep, uh, certainly. Uh, before we get into the important two games you've got here in Perth, we'll uh, take you back to the start, where you're originally from, Carlingford and New S- in New South Wales, and went to school in Parramatta. What were your earliest memories of how it all begun? Uh, probably back to day one was just playing sort of street cricket with my family out on the street. We lived in a cul-de-sac, so we had plenty of room at the front, which was ideal for any road cricket, and we got the neighbours involved as well, so to have that luxury of a cul-de-sac um, and all the space that was available to us uh, every Christmas, New Year's, Australia Day, all the massive Australian holidays were around the street till uh, from first light till last light, really. Yeah, and were you always a wicketkeeper, and what was it like to be uh, closely mentored by Alyssa Healy when you were at 14, I believe? Yes, so I started keeping pretty much from the first game I played, really, just because I loved it and I was involved with every ball and if I'm not keeping I get a bit bored and yeah. start carrying fence paling. So it's good to keep me involved and then yeah, I was very lucky to get in touch with Alyssa Healy. Um yeah, when I was fourteen. I did a few sessions with her and just to learn off someone of her calibre. Um, it's something that I've never taken for granted and something that I'm very appreciative of. Yeah. And as as a keeper, um, as you said, you probably get a bit bored, so it's, it must be good to always be in the game as a keeper. Yeah, it's great. Uh, T20 games are a bit more fatiguing than long formats just because you've got to be on every ball and you don't really get time to switch off but with that being said it's an unreal atmosphere that keeps you involved and if we're able to do that while entertaining people it's a great thing to be able to do yeah absolutely 
Yeah, you also played in that Under-19 World Cup in 2018. What was that experience like in New Zealand and also keeping up to Lloyd Pope when he took an 8 for? That was an incredible game. And then, yeah, we got absolutely flogged in the final against India, which wasn't yeah. ideal, but that's the way the sport goes. But, yeah, that tournament was unreal. A month in New Zealand it was. Uh, and to be able to go all the way to the final and unfortunately come second was a great tournament. And, yeah, Lloyd Pope, it was pretty much the start of his incredible career thus far especially when he took 8-35 to in that semi-final against England. Yeah, yeah. so nah, well, all, the whole cricketing world saw that. But um, Jason Sanger is another guest of the show, and he was captain in that tournament. What was he like as a, a skipper? Yeah, he's a great skipper, and he's a great guy as well, which is more important. Uh, we've got him around here with the Sydney Thunder as well, so to have someone like him around the guys and being able to sort of actors are close mate to a lot of us uh it's something special especially in these times where we're in a hotel room for a few months not able to see people from outside so mm. to have that um at our hands is very good yeah and the fact that he isn't able to get a game at the moment just shows sort of the depth of the squad but um it must have been frustrating to be hampered by injury and for it to uh, get worse during a cricket australia 11 against pakistan yeah yeah injury hasn't been great the last few years so I had a really bad back and kept playing on it for about 18 months and it got to the stage where I was playing in Pakistan for a career Australia side and it just completely gave up on me and it was the time to call it and I spent four months out of the game just trying to get a life back which is the more important thing. Cricket's great and all but when you don't have a life due to injury it's really not worth it so mm. to step away from cricket for a few months was something that I really needed to do. Yeah. Yep, so you made your debut for the Thunder in BBL 8, blasting 37 off 28 balls, taking two catches and a stumping at Marvel Stadium against the Renegades. Did you surprise yourself with this performance? Yeah, it's pretty funny when you look at everyone's debut. Everyone sort of does well, um, whether that's because teams don't have enough footage on you yet or it's just something that the adrenaline gets you going for that game, but... No, I was very lucky. I think I hit Chris Tremaine, who's now a teammate, for 19 off and over. So I keep reminding him of that every now and then just to keep him honest. But no, it was a great day that. And unfortunately, we lost that. But it was good to get a nice personal performance. Yeah, and I think you were a replacement player back then. But what's it been like um, sort of getting contracted and knowing you're sort of safe inside the, the, the system, I guess? It's been really good. The Thunder's been exceptional to me over the last few years, especially with um, not being able to play last year, they still supported me through it all and they gave me that hope that once I was right, they're going to still back me. So to be on contract this year and hopefully many years to come with Thunder, it's a really good thing to have and just provide that hope at the end of the day. Yeah, it must be a great feeling. So uh, in March of 2019, you made your Shield debut. This, is, this must have been a, a proud moment. To take the most catches by a New South Wales debutant uh, would have been an added bonus. Yeah, it was a great game, that. Especially the captain, Peter Neville, missed it because of the birth of his uh, first child. So to be able to get called up um, and fill his shoes is very special. And to do the job that was required of me was even better. Uh, I always say I've got an easy job as keeper. All i got to do is catch him. Um, the ball has got the tough work to do. So me to be able to catch him and support everyone else has been really good. Yeah, and we, we saw a, a, a blinder of a catch off, off Harry Conway. What do you remember from that? Harry must have been pumped. Yep, Harry's always pumped. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the great things, like we saw last night in the game, yeah. after he got Finchy off the first ball. He's a great guy to have in your team. He's always lifting the mood, and yeah, to be able to have him 
in that and take a few catches off him. It's something very special just because the atmosphere that he brings. Mm. Yeah, we've been told he's a character and looks like a character on the camera, but at the age of 21, you've still got a long way to go. But what's it like to study sports science outside of the game and where are you looking to go with that? Yeah, so I was studying sports science and then I gave that away. Um, I just didn't really enjoy doing it just because it's what we do every day as athletes. So I'm actually studying a Bachelor of Counselling at the minute. Uh, I changed degrees to that, which I'm really enjoying just for the fact I'm learning something. And it's very much the side of the mind. So it crosses over into cricket as well. Yeah. And what are some of your other hobbies like outside of the game? Outside of the game, I really enjoy playing golf. I'm not very good at it, and I don't know why it's two hardest sports in the world to play, but I have done it. And it gives us four and a half hours where we're just out in the sun, able to talk to mates or whoever we're playing with. So it's a great escape from everyday cricket, which is nice. Yeah, yeah it's very uh, popular. Um, so currently positioned second on the table, you are narrowly lost to the Heat on Monday. How have you seen this in different tournaments so far? Um, and the squad must be looking forward to versing the Hurricanes and then the Scorchers who are playing the uh, other Sydney side in the uh, the Sixers tonight. Do you watch this ga- uh, these games as a, as a group and sort of try and get um, an edge or an advantage on what their plans are? Yeah, we're really excited for this tournament. Obviously, it's tough off field with uh, all the COVID protocols that we're going through, but to be able to still play cricket and the thing we love, we're very special of that. Uh, and then in terms of watching other teams, we do a lot of analysis work. So we all have meetings on the team coming up and, yeah, we'll all sit down tonight and watch the game tonight and probably tomorrow night. Um, not tomorrow night, we're playing the one tomorrow night, so we want to watch that. But <laughs> just to get an understanding on who we're coming up against and what we can try and do to get the edge over them. Yeah, and um, obviously Sam Billings has come into the, the team and you haven't played the last couple of games, but what are you going to try and do to get back into the side and um, how do you see your sort of role in the rest of the tournament? I think the greatest thing about having Billings here is the experience that he brings. Obviously, being an international signing and playing a fair bit of cricket for England now, he brings so much experience and world-class experience from where he's played all around the world. So to have someone of his calibre in the group, it's something really good. And I'll just keep buying my time. And if I'm needed, if he gets injured or headbutts one, which hopefully he doesn't, then I'll be ready to go. But until then, I'm just helping out the guys and making sure they're ready to go alongside if I'm needed. Yep. Uh, obviously you haven't been over here in WA for long but what's it been like over here in your short stay and what have you been doing to keep yourself occupied during your spare time even across the whole hub so far yeah we flew in last night so we've been here just last night this morning I went for a nice walk in the sunshine which has been good yep. uh, but other than that yeah it's been it's been different I've up to my 7th TV series of the trip which is however you want to put that and then other than that Keeping myself busy with PlayStation, walks, golf. Yeah. We play a lot of golf, which has been good. But yeah, just stuff like that. Is the PlayStation the uh, main occupation of all the all the boys in the in the hub? <laughs> you think so, but now golf is. We've golf. pretty much played nearly every day, uh, which has been good. It's a good excuse to get outside. And other than that, yeah, it's pretty much just been movies, TV shows, and we got a few games in the group. So Ollie yeah. Davies loves his PlayStation, so he's pretty much glued to that. <laughs> yeah, what's he like as a bloke? He's been um, smashing them around this year, really personal to the scene. Yeah, he's an incredible talent, and he's only three, four games in, so he's only going to keep getting better, which is nice. As soon as his confidence keeps going up, then he'll keep uh, dominating the attacks, which he's 
uh, already done, which has been exceptional. So to yeah. be able to do what he's done in the first three games just shows how fearless he is and just how much he backs himself, which is great to have. Yeah, and fresh out of the Under-19 World Cup at the beginning of the year as well. So, big talent. Yeah, that's right. So, it's been a good year for him. Yeah, and are you, I'm assuming you're staying at Crown? Yeah. Yeah, Crown. It's good facilities or...? Of course. Yeah, it's been good. So, we've booked out the whole hotel just because of COVID. So, oh, we're yeah. the only one staying here. Oh, yeah. that's... So, it's yeah. very much under restriction, but that's all right. It's they, what they, we've sort of come used to. Are the Sixers and Hurricanes... Oh, yeah, the Sixers and Hurricanes in there as well, or are they in other hotels? Yeah, so everyone that plays in Perth all stay here. Oh, uh, yeah, the Scorchers as well, yep. But, yeah, we're all on different levels, so we don't really see each other much. Yeah. Oh, so you haven't bumped into anyone? <laughs> nah, not yet. Okay, yeah, just... Yeah, because I've heard um in other hubs there's been some, like, awkward bumping, like, elevators and stuff, so... Oh, the uh, NBA in the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> that was, apparently that was awkward, but anyway... Yeah, it's definitely been a di- bit different. In different hotels, we've seen each other, but yeah, not this one just yet. Yeah. Um. So who are, who are the most funny or annoying teammates um in the in the squad, and who are you spending time? Like, who are the players you're spending time with? Good question. Well, there's about twelve of us out of eighteen that play golf, so there's a lot of those that we spend a lot of time with. Um, Alex Hales is up there with one of the funniest, and then Usman Khawaja just pokes his tongue out of a few things and just knows when to do it, which is always a great addition to it. And then, besides that, I reckon everyone's pretty good. Um, everyone's here, got different things that works for them, which is good, and then you can sort of bite into different ones when you need them. So, to have a culture that we do um, is really what you need when you go through times like this. Yeah, and what does the rest of the day sort of look like for you from here? Training or...? Uh, today we have a light training session uh, this afternoon at the Wacker, which will be good. And then other than that, a few meetings, just analysis meetings to go over uh, the Hurricanes who we play tomorrow night. So it's just little things like that. And then we'll have dinner, probably Uber Eats again. So <laughs> other than that, not a massive day, but just getting ready for tomorrow. Yeah, sounds, sounds pretty chill. Yeah, well, a couple of big games coming up for you in Perth and also once uh, you go back over east. But uh, that's all we've got for you, Baxter. Thanks again for coming on the show uh, with late notice. But take care and best of luck for the rest of the season. No dramas, guys. Stay safe. Thanks for having me. Thank Cheers. You. Baxter oh, Holt yeah. uh, leaving us. Very good. Oh, a bit short episodes. We didn't have as much time to do our sort of research. Yep. It, was, it was very late when... Uh, Nick Larkin pulled out, but that's all right. Yep, but uh, big test match tomorrow, Ethan. Yep. Uh, the big Sydney test, the pink test. Mm. I wasn't sure if it was going to be pink this year, but I saw over the social media it is pink. Yeah. So good to see. Uh, yeah. There's, color. there's a few uh, selection dilemmas. Obviously, there's a lot of people playing for spots. Um, What's your top seven or six, I should seven. say? Well, you've put me on the spot here. But, um, for me, I'm, <laughs> I'm picking Pekowski. He's deemed fit to play, so that was the original plan before the summer. It's going to be Warner and Pukowski, um, and obviously that changed with, with injuries, but I'm going um, them too. Uh, and then obviously if one of them can't get um, can't get up for whatever, for whatever reason, I'm going to put Harris there, but I'm going Warner, Pukowski, Labashane, Smith. I'm going Matthew Wade at five, Cam Green at six, and Payne at seven. So unfortunately, Travis Head misses out. But um, So you've yeah. gone for my top seven. Well, or my eleven even because the bowlers. I mean, I would give Travis Head another go. Like, I'm not saying yeah. he deserves to be dropped. No, well, I remember, but it's just last last episode when yeah. I said, "Oh, 
Travis Head will probably be the one missing once Warner comes back. Mm. You laughed at me. Yeah, well... And now you're agreeing with I me. I just don't... I, it's not even in terms of him getting dropped. I think it's just players coming back in. Yeah. Like, it's not... I know he hasn't been in the greatest of form, but... And he's still, as Justin Lang said, he um, averages 40 over test career. He just keeps getting out the same way. I think that's probably the problem. He just keeps yeah. getting to, um, to, like, 30, for instance, and then just keeps getting out playing dumb shots. So, I think yeah. it's going to cost him. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'd go the same. Yeah. Obviously... Wade hasn't done anything wrong to lose his spot. And he was scoring runs. He got to the 40s, 30s a couple of times, opening the batting when he's never done it before. Mm. So if he comes in at five, yeah, five, um, and scores runs, that's mm. going to be a bonus. Because Travis Head wasn't really yeah. scoring the runs except for the 30 he made. Mm. And uh, James Pattinson's been ruled out. Not that he was going <laughs> to play, but I saw... They were making out as if it was breaking news. Is Mitch Swepson in the squad? I think he is, yeah. Okay. I don't they, could, they could potentially mm. play him instead of, say, Cameron Green for the extra spin bowler. But I don't think they want batting depth, especially yeah, because their batting's been failing. Yeah. You don't want to put Payne up at six and have yeah. to put Cummins into top seven, you know what I mean? Yeah, agreed. We, d- we can't really afford to, to have lose batting that's batter. letting us down at the moment, not our yeah. bowling. And yeah. it has over the last but few you, years. When you think of it, you've got... Well, if Head was to play, you've got Head and Marnus who can come in and bowl their spin. With no Head, you got... I guess Smith can come in if he's needed. If he's needed. Yeah, Matthew Wade can bowl. Yeah, well, we've seen that. <laughs> Pretty handy as well. Mm. Yeah, he, I remember... He really, he really rips them, doesn't he? He gets them through. Yeah, and like when, he, when he did it in... When he <laughs> swapped with Phil Hughes down in Hobart those years ago, I think it was... 2012. Eight, or, yeah, eight years ago or something. Yeah. Crazy like that. He just looked like he, you can see he's been doing some bowling in the nets and raided himself. But yeah. then last year when he came out and bowled against New Zealand at Optus Stadium, it looked like he had some good pace on him for yeah. someone who hardly yeah. bowls. And he's a short bloke as well, so yeah, yeah he's definitely handy. Yeah, But the BBL's firing, we're the probably what, halfway into the tournament yeah. now. Yeah, the Scorch is actually on a roll now. Um, yep. Don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. I've already seen it's gone from Scorchers wanting to get rid of Vogers, finishing bottom of the ladder you again. Especially. To Scorchers, can they win the whole thing? Like, it yeah. just gets blown out of proportion. Um, yeah. They've got three more home games. Um, the game tonight will be good against the Sixers. Yeah. The top yeah. ladder. But the, the thing is with the Big Bash, you, you need a lot of home games to win, I feel. Mm. You've seen we've seen over the years like whenever the Scorchers have a home final or a home semi final they win, except for like the Hurricanes one and Loptus. But you know what I mean? Like it, they need a you need a home ground advantage. Like just about every home team wins the BBL whenever they host it. Mm. I know the Stars lost the final, but that's the Stars. Yeah. The Renegades beat the Stars at Marvel. Um, what else was there? The Sixers beat the Stars last year at the, the SCG. Scorchers, apart from the one at Monaco, which should have been a yeah, home final. Yeah, that was a neutral game, but um, yeah. Because, yeah, but... Yeah, the uh, 11 sort looks to be sort of set, doesn't it? They've always... Yeah. Um, Hardy, I, I was wondering why on earth Hardy was in the squad ahead of, say, Bancroft. Mm, it's, but it's because he's, he... He's, he's, bowled, he's bowled a right. He's bowled a right mm. in the last couple of games. and yeah. He hasn't done a huge lot with the bat, but he can bat. Mm. Yeah, I was sort of keen to see if they could maybe throw like Sam Whiteman, Curtis Patterson, Bancroft into that middle middle order. Because if you think about it, we've got big hitters like 
our top six is basically big hitters. We've got no... Sort yeah. of, I know it's T20 cricket, yeah. so, you know, you can make a case for all big hitters, but you, we need someone who can hold an innings together, like a Bancroft, someone... Yeah, someone well, li- that, yeah. No, not, no, not Livingston. Livingston can, but Inglis has shown he can really stay in for a yeah. while. Uh, I mean, Livingston was in there for a long... Oh, was that Munro? The battle Munro. for ages. Yeah, yeah, Munro and Inglis put on a big partnership. Munro. Um, but, yeah, that's... Inglis has really risen his price, I guess, mm. over the last... Boosted his profile. Yeah, he's really boosted up in the last two summers, especially mm. scoring his maiden shield ton uh, earlier this yeah. summer um, for WA. And then I saw a, in an interview yesterday that um, at the start of the BBL when he wasn't scoring runs, apparently he had a technical yeah, issue. I saw it. I and saw then Adam Voges well. picked it up mm. and said here's what you're doing in the shield when you're scoring runs. Did it yeah. against the game in the, again, in the game against the Renegades and he's back scoring runs. Yeah, he's come a long way. Like, if you had said, like, two years ago that um, Inglis will be ahead, ahead in the side um, in front of the likes of, you know, Whiteman, Bancroft, yeah. Patterson, who's played Test cricket for Australia, like, you know. Yeah, well, the Scorchers have always wanted Inglis to mm. be the number one keeper. Yeah. Because that's why Philippi went to the Sixers. Yeah. Um, and that's why Whiteman isn't really getting many games. Mm. And Whiteman sort of suited, I feel like, more to the long form of the game. Like he's getting hundreds yeah. in the shield and shield and stuff. So yeah, he's opening the batting in the shield. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So yeah, um, yeah, he's definitely risen his stocks. But yep, we got still got three more games here in Perth. Mm. Two after tonight. Um, so is it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, we were seeing the Thunder and the oh, no, we got, oh, we, Yeah, we, the Scorchers have got three, but there's yeah. four left in Perth, my yeah. bad. Uh, so, a bit more live cricket. And then we'll get some Shield and one-day mm. cricket in February, January, yeah. uh, February, March, and even yeah. April, I think. There's some games in April. Mm. The Shield yeah. final's late <laughs> April, I'm pretty sure. That is cold. <laughs> That's strange. That is cold for cricket. Um, yeah, well, I think one more thing we'll quickly touch on is the uh the big bash put out a team of the tournament so far halfway point yep. two former guests we're in in josh Philippi and tim david yep, so timmy. that's good. good um to see timmy who was really hard to get in the bat last year and even a yeah. game and now he's changed mm. team and he's in the team of the tournament yeah. another another good player the scorchers will let go that turned yeah. out to be even better once they've left once they've left perth yeah and <laughs> i remember l- last year he obviously he was playing for the, the scorchers um Played a few games and he dropped. I think dropped Darcy short three yeah. times on the boundary and, and then scored hundred. Everyone was like, "Oh, yeah. he meant to do it because he's going to sign for the Hurricanes." Yeah, um, yeah. I, did, I actually saw that. That game was on Fox Cricket. The yeah, replay the other there. week. I was there. Yeah, um, yeah. That replay was on Fox Cricket the other week, mm. and I was watching it because there was nothing else on, and mm. I was like, "Oh, Timmy, <laughs> now you now you're playing for that team." Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Good on yeah. him though. Yeah, he's scoring runs, mm. doing a good job down at the Canes. But anyway, that's going to wrap us up here on the Centre Wicket Podcast. We'll be back next week for another episode, hopefully with Nick Larkin. Hopefully we can get him back. Yeah. But otherwise, stay tuned for guest news and uh, make sure to follow the socials at Centre Centre Square Podcast. Actually. Uh, right. Yep. Yeah, but stay tuned uh, here on ninety one point three Sport FM.